looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album versus Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Smack him a gob! Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Bowl. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for Those Who Love Politics. A South Park podcast called Suck My Balls. The Infinite Fringe. A watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido. Extradivarius guitarist, the Timo Tolki podcast. And the great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like Podcast and the Laughcast. So check out RatsoundReview.com or search RatsoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. I should go get a bowl of fucking cereal, too. I bought double chocolate Crave cereal. Mm. Yeah. Great. You want it? That's cool. Oh, sweet. I'll go. (laughs) It's time for Rat Salad Review with your hosts, Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and Nate Lander. Welcome to Rat Salad Review. What's up? I'd Hi. fuck me. Would you fuck me? No. I have an Archer shirt that says <laughs> I'd be me. Actually. My reference had more to do with... <laughs> I know. I just have a shirt that says that. Basically. Well, tonight we have our top six. What the hell is that? Wait, hold on a minute. What the fuck is Uncle Saxon doing here? Again. Hey, guys. I just thought I'd hack into your... Oh, that's, that looks better. Main hack frame. into your shit and uh, uh, just try to join the party, man. <laughs> Look at that. It's a Russian bar. There ain't no party like a rat salad party. Yeah, everybody's going to unsubscribe now. As I ask for subscribers, now they unsubscribe because Uncle Saxon is here. It's not uh, permanent, so everybody, just, please, just... please... Don't disappear just yet. He's not staying forever. So just stay where you are. But if you haven't done it yet, please subscribe to the show on YouTube and our, our uh, podcast versions. I'll give you a second oh. to uh, hit that button. Two, okay. three, good. All right, good. Go. All right, good. Nate, do we have some news before we go to our top 666 of our least favorite albums by our favorite bands? Well, we don't have very much news. Just a few anniversaries. I did see that. There are a lot of anniversaries. uh, As of yesterday, ten years ago, Peter Steele has been dead. Ten years. Ten years. It doesn't seem like shame. That's crazy. Can't believe I still fucking put on my uh, gut mask and jerk (laughs) off fucking uh, barnyard porn. Because uh, Peter Steele. Peter Steele fucking introduced me to all that, so I uh, I can't believe that he's had such an impact on society. I'm just a major typo and carnivore fan, so that's 
to be never have been able to see either of those. It's just a huge bummer. Yeah, it's crazy. I think I said it on here before. I think I saw his last show, either his last or his second to last show. He's a poser. And it was it was very sad because I was with a friend of mine who was a huge typo fan, and we went right to the front of the stage. And um, I mean, the place was packed, but uh, somehow we got to the front, which is not usual for me to do. But uh, what, what the is that? fuck are you doing? But um, all night, my friend was saying that he just oh. Peter Steele just stood there, and he was reading off you know his uh, prompter or whatever the hell it was. He was reading all the lyrics, and he was just standing there. He wasn't doing any moving or anything, and he thought that was very odd because all the other times he saw him, he was moving around and uh, you know actually enjoying doing the show, but he just looked like something wasn't right that night That's that we saw him. That's because every time that he saw him before, he was just on the beginning of his heroin addiction, and when you saw him, he was at the end of his heroin addiction, and uh, when you're at the her- end of your heroin addiction, you just don't give a fuck about anything. Yeah. You're just there to fucking turn a dollar to get your next fucking bag. I thought he was yeah. sober when he died. Watch Aerosmith live in 1980 when Steven Tyler was towards the end of his heroin addiction the first time, coming out on stage and puking and shit. But I think yeah. also Peter Steele had other health issues because he was uh, gigantic, a gigantic man. So yeah, kind of the same thing as Andre the Giant. Exactly. The dude was 6'8". Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So... But, yeah, know, no, I'm, I'm sure I thought he was not when he died. So fucking be heroin addicts, you know. Yeah. It doesn't matter your fucking height, man. Yeah, of course. Because part of Dead Again was about his sobriety. Yeah. Yeah. So by about time, that time, he was all kind of done with that stuff. <clears throat> At least some of it. But uh, either way, it's still, it, it sucks. It's a shame, you know. Because uh, I was hoping to have another album. I wasn't really too crazy about Dead Again, but. What so what you're telling me is that uh, Pete Steele died from natural causes? Is that what you're trying to tell me? He had an aneurysm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And where did that aneurysm come from? It ran in his family. He had heart issues or cardiovascular issues in his family. And people that are that giant usually die early of cardiovascular issues. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm a dickhead. <laughs> no denying that one of the greatest <laughs> sorts of metal quotes ever I've always subscribed to the fact that he was just a fucking other junkie you know no, no. he could have played fucking drums for Smashing Pumpkins yeah Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little too far <laughs> just saying uh, oh yeah and uh, no, no, no offense to my, uh, my, uh, my, my best friend, but uh, you know, that shit is what it is. So. Yeah, no, I get it. If if he didn't have like family issues with his heart and stuff like that, then then yes, I would say most likely drugs. But knowing his situation at the time, I, I'm sure that had over time something to do with it. But uh, you know, that's not what it was. I just wish I could have seen him do carnivore shit live before he died. Mm. Yeah. AD, they basically have What's his What's up with the, the, so. the uh, two-thirds of carnivore coming back and trying to uh, reuse that name? Like, recycle oh, yeah, that they name. have carnivore AD, and the guy they have doing vocals on it is a, basically a clone of Peter Steele. 
Is that right? Yeah, he, he yeah, looks he almost exactly good. like him, and he sounds I, I, almost I, exactly I, like him. I saw it, and I had no fucking interest to be even delving into it whatsoever, man. Because it's incredible. Those two Carnivore albums are immaculate, and I can't imagine that even a tribute to album would be. I don't know if you've seen my new patch. No, uh, John hasn't. Wait, check out this Carnivore patch. No. It's the tape artwork of the first album. Yeah. So, so uh, Nate, is is that reunion album any good? Car- they don't have an album. They just have a Carnivore AD is how they perform live now. And okay, no, I, I swear to God, I saw a band camp thing or something where they were uh, recording an album. I didn't see anything like that, but that'd be pretty kick-ass. The guy they have sounds almost exactly like him. Yeah, he looks he right. looks kind of similar as well. He looks a lot like him on stage. Yeah, no, I enjoyed them live. Yeah. I thought he sounded really good. I just would have loved to have seen it uh, oh, yeah. theater, that's all. Because Carnivore never died, it just became a side project, and I like that. Yeah. Well, it, turned, it turned into typo. So. Come on. Fucking no, died. Typo. That was, typo that was a new brass band. Typo Negative was a fucking uh, mechanicized uh, industrial Trent Reznor influenced. That was not fuck? Trent Reznor. Oh, dude, the cure. Are you kidding me? Are the you cure, serious? Bauhaus, Depeche Mode, yeah. Trent Reznor. What do you think Trent Reznor came mm. from? Bauhaus, Depeche Mode, Two Boy Army, most of the same yeah. shit. Yeah. Exactly. Fucking Trent and, Res- Anyway, I wanted to read off some of his quotes, such as I think all recent music sucks, and that includes typo negative. <laughs> I think <laughs> <laughs> There's a, I'm just looking at a bunch of other ones. Um That's pretty good. <laughs> oh yeah Reminds me of Les Claypool Welcome to the show We're Primus and we suck I just like being a social experiment Sometimes I really should not be allowed In public but I just go out in public Just to see people's reaction <laughs> Don't talk anybody. Don't talk over anybody But use a drill Oh, everybody. Yeah. What? Oh, I thought that was a vacuum cleaner. No, that was a drill. All right. It became more and more difficult after drinking beer while drinking beer on stage to execute vocals in between burps. That's a good (laughs) one. (laughs) What else we got? Uh, 40 years. British Steel. Same day as Peter Steele's death. uh, Funny enough. Interesting. Next, good record. You know, it's <laughs> the it's the Judas Priest record, really. You know. Yeah. Well, no, no you know what I no, you know what I mean, though. Like in the yeah. public eye. Oh yeah, the cover is definitely the most iconic image associated with them. Right. Uh, now, what God forbid you slipped on that trigger, and you put it up your nose? Then what? What? He had a drill in his hand. Anyway, Astro Creep 2000 <laughs> turned 25. I fucking love Astro Creep 2000. 
That's my favorite Rob. That is my favorite Rob Zombie album. Uh, I think the one before that was the best thing he ever did. That still had the essence of White Zombie. A lot of their early shit's garbage, but it's cool to hear them evolve. And I actually really like a couple of the EPs from the eighties. That shit makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. It's noise, acid it is rock. Just, it's not supposed su- to. Supercharger Heaven so is kick-ass, though. Uh, yeah. I fucking love Supercharger Heaven. It's like Rob Zombie writing a Motorhead song, almost. It's just, it's funny, though, because I knew it was like terrible, mm-hmm. but I didn't know it was that terrible. <laughs> it's oh, good. Oh, yeah, the, the, their first actual album, Soul Crusher, is awful. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Make them die slowly is okay, but you That's can tell they didn't to, have it. Right. That's when I started to, you know, kind of take it seriously, I guess, or wanted to make No, I, th- I, I I think the very first EP is actually really good, too. God's on Voodoo Moon. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Astro Creek 2000 is the pinnacle of White Zombie. It's really their best stuff. Mm-hmm. Great record. I just like the one that comes before yeah. it better. That's also a because... great album. That that's also more the full band, you know. Rob was really taking them over by the time they did Astro Creep. I like Rob though, so that's not as much of a problem for me. I like both, but uh, uh, La Sexorcisto sounds more um, original than uh, Astro Creep does. Yeah, Uh, Astro Creep's just tighter though, better samples. What's accent? Uh, that, that was Rob Zombie trying to get a fucking movie contract. Yeah, let's six o let let six o that one. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because he had done Strange Land at that time, and yeah, you know, he was. Well, Sex uh, or Sisto came out in nineteen ninety two. I don't give a fuck what you have to say about it. <laughs> but that know, doesn't make any to, sense. Um, it doesn't matter if it makes any today. sense, Dragon. It's it's fucking uh, my reality, and my reality is uh, <laughs> doesn't make any it's sense. Not, it's, it's like the uh, early uh, White Zombie house. No, lay six eight. No, that uh, what was the one that came out in like ninety seven? That was oh, uh, oh, Billy Deluxe, Rob Zombie. Yes, that was also a fucking. That was just a listened to that That's today. That's what I thought we were talking about. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. That album I thought we were too. talking about that. That album was just a um, yeah movie. Uh, a addition. It's bad. It's a fucking great album. Still, though. I didn't say it was bad. I fucking okay. I love everything Rob Zombie ever did, and especially his bass player. <laughs> oh, John Five! If there was to ever be a Pantera reunion, I would want John Five on guitar. No, uh, no, dude. Have, no, have you seen? He is underutilized. Yes, he is. No, he's yeah. good, but he's not. He no, not. he is great, dude. Yeah, he's good. He's unbelievably All great. Right. He is. All right, next story. Well, not Pantera. Stop. What is it with you and Pantera tonight? I fucking love Pantera. Stop. What isn't with you and Pantera? No, no, I like them too. But hey, as long haven't... as it's I am the night, I'm cool with it. <laughs> they haven't done anything since uh, what? Uh, 2000? 2003? 2001. And I don't think they're coming back. No. 
No, but there was supposed to be like a reunion or something. I don't know. 37 years ago, Dave Mustaine fired from Metallica. White power. Thank God. Thank God. What? Yeah, paved the way for Megadeth. Yeah, just think about that. You know, we would have never had uh, Killing is My Business and uh, Rust in Peace and. I'm not a huge fan of Rust in Peace, though. That was my first one, so. It was my second one. It's an alright album. It's just not nearly as good as the first two. No, not at all. Still, it's a good one. Do you wish that Dave Mustaine stayed in Metallica? You know? (laughs) No. (laughs) It depends, because I really like Kirk Hammett, but I really like Kirk Hammett's work in Exodus as well. But I like Gary Holt's work in Exodus. Yeah. So, I have no fucking clue. I suppose it all really worked out in the end, you know? Yeah, there was no official release with uh, Kirk Hammett in Exodus, though, so nobody really knows. He's only on one demo. Yeah. And I Ten never heard it, so... Can't really go by that. Hell's Breath, though. Great song. Check that out. It yeah, is a great that dem- song. That demo is fucking legendary, man. Yeah, that, that demo is awesome. That Exodus demo um, pretty much blows away. I mean, Trauma came out and with Cliff and Trauma, and... Uh, who else was out, out at that time? Uh, I don't think Forbidden had gotten together yet. Oh, by no. the way, I want to talk about no, Forbidden. No, not an A or nearly. Yeah. Oh, we were but, trying to uh, get that into first Exodus, that, that first Exodus fucking demo is amazing. And I've got uh, Bonded by Bailoff, where um, uh, they, they played in like 84 at uh, Ruthie's Inn. In, in Frisco, and it's it's a really clear sounding. Uh, uh, no, it had to be. It had to be. Was it? Was it not? Uh, and that's not Ruthie's in. That is the performance from the Ultimate Revenge for Disco live at Studio Fifty Four, where they played with Venom and Slayer. But it is an awesome show. You're talking about Bonded by Bailoff, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The first seven uh, songs, yeah. I like, like I say, I have to fucking uh, refer to Dragon with any any he's, real information. He's the Rat Style Review historian. Uh, I've got nothing anyway. better to do. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, if it's so that true guy talking about um, like uh, Rob Zombie or something? Mm-hmm. No, we were talking about Dave Mustaine. Oh, Dave Mustaine, yeah. I don't know. It's a. It's part. Part of it's weird because the best Metallica solo is obviously "Jump in the Fire," right? So it's like I don't know. I want Dave Mustaine to come back if Kirk Hammett ever leaves, or I just want him to come back. Let's have Metallica have three guitar players. It'd be fucking cool. It works in Maiden. It would not work in Metallica. It would work. It could not work whatsoever. in Metallica. Mm, not at this point in time. I don't think it's been too no. long. Saxon, uh, you said you had something about Forbidden. What were you going to say? I'm just talking as a touring act. Um, I was uh, looking up uh, all the albums that I hate by bands that I love because yeah. that's what I was told to do. Yeah. And then I ended up listening to Twisted Into Form. Yeah. And uh, I haven't listened to that album in 
a couple, maybe many, many years, that is still one of the best fucking thrash albums that has ever been recorded. Russ Anderson, Russ Anderson fucking slays it on that, man. His vocals fucking kill anything that came out in 90. Man, it was... uh, it was a premier moment in, in thrash history, in my mind. And I uh, I fucking uh, beat up a lot of shit around this, uh, where I'm, I'm staying right now. Um, but there's a lot of destroyed shit, because I listened to Twitch Runner Forum. Oh, that's a All fucking right. great album. Oh, by the way, uh, yeah, Green and Distortion both suck. But Distortion, that's, uh, that's coming up. Distortion at least has one good song on it. Oh well, yeah. Anyways, uh, that that's uh, a little later in the program, I hope, because yes. that's what I was told. Yeah, I got this whole fucking thing here, man. Yeah, we'll get to oh, it, Nate. What else? What else? What else we got, Nate? Um. Oh yeah, fifty years ago, a small cult band called the Beatles broke up. Never heard of them. Never heard of them. No. Well, Did they do anything? Overrated. Well, actually, the story's really interesting about how Paul McCartney released the press release two months before the actual Let It Be album came out because he was getting ready to do his solo record. And although everybody in the industry knew the Beatles had already broken up, the public didn't yet. Mm. And But uh, he was... mm -hmm. What year was that? 69. And that's when Baby I'm Amazed at the Way You Do the Things You Do. That was that album? I think that's a Wings song. I think that's a couple no, years that was, after that. that was just, it was just released under Paul McCartney. So, Okay, yeah. So, actually, I'm sorry. I'm wrong then. It would have been 1970, not 1969. But Okay. Yeah, uh, pretty close. <laughs> that's just a really cool song that, uh, you know... Makes panties wet. For all for, for all you fucking Nate fans out there, play Baby I'm Amazed. But that's also oh, funny. What? Uh, fuck the anniversaries. I got real news for you. Mm-hmm. Fucking Coroner is going to release a new album. Record release a new yep, album. I fucking tagged really? you in that. Yeah. Yeah. What made them change their mind? Uh, just them jamming together with the new drummer and going out and doing shows. They actually want to record new music now. Kind of sucks. Marky isn't going to be involved, but still, I want to hear it. I'm really excited about it. Well, our corner. Yeah. yeah. And the new drummer is damn good, you know, so. Well, he has to be. It's corner. He would have to be good. Uh, but the Beatles thing, it is funny because, um, that, Last album, Let It Be, was actually record, recorded before uh, Abbey was, Road. Abbey Road, yeah. So that's even more stranger because. Oh. And it was originally called Get Back, and the yeah. studio changed the name of it because they thought Let It Be would be a better single. And they were right, but. Yeah. I like Get Back a lot. What's that? Where, where was Revolver in this whole fucking mess? Revolver's like their fourth album. That came out in 1965. Really? Yeah. Damn, that's 
That was a solid fucking album for 1965, man. That was right around when they were changing out of the pop metal. I mean, not pop metal, pop music <laughs> into rock and roll. Well, Shut up, still, it's a metal that's, that's show. A, that's a solid <laughs> album for that time period, before the whole Summer Love and all that shit. Yeah. That's a... Every song on there is really fucking great, man. Oh yeah, I love Revolver. There's there's quite a few Beatles songs and records I like a lot. Um, some scattered Rolling Stones songs I dig. But if I was gonna pick any band from that era, it'd be Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention, and he was completely right. All those so assholes were only in it for the money. No, not for the I, British I like Invasion the, I like from the sixties. Okay, I, like I was the gonna say seventies Stone stuff. Uh, Exile on Main Street and Goat's Head Soup and and uh, some girls. Well, that was later in the seventies, but um, yeah, I, I I like the Stones' uh, freakiness. They were so fucking dirty, and they were, you know, after what happened at uh, in California in '68. Um, what was that, Altamont? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they uh, they got even dirtier. They didn't uh, try to back down, you know. It was their fault that fucking that guy got killed. But they went back in the studio and recorded Sympathy for the fucking Devil. You know, that's a... I'm not exactly sure how I feel about that, actually. I don't know. I've always been a Who guy. I've never been a fan of the Stones. If I had to pick any band from the British Invasion, would always I ten times out of ten, okay, nine times out of ten, I would pick the Who. One time out of ten, I would pick the Kings. Jimi Hendrix experience. I don't care that I'm Hendrix was originally the from Invasion. the United States. Well, Jimi Hendrix experience was formed and basically in was British. He was British uh, explosion because that's where he he got all the props. He uh-huh. had to come back to America after fucking Britain. Um, yep. You know, knowledge, Jim. I used to like the I Beatles like when I was. I like Shanker, man. Yeah, exactly like Shanker. Right. Well, it was Germany, but yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 Sorry, Newater, go for it. Sorry. Right. I used to like the Beatles when I was younger, when I was a kid. That's how I used to. I learned how to play uh, drums and, you know, get into playing guitar and stuff like that. And then over time, I got sick of the Beatles because everything was Beatles this, Beatles that. And then my brother started listening to the Beatles, and that made me even more sick of the Beatles. But oh it wasn't. God, is more than one of you? Huh? Yes, there is one of them. Than... Oh, Jesus. Uh, I hated the Beatles growing up. I had to learn to like the Beatles. Really? Well, like, I, because I listened to The Who and The Kinks, I'm like, that's pussy ass shit. Like, because I'm yeah, just listening they're... to the. Because the Kinks are like leaps and bounds better than the Beatles, right? Yeah, they are. It's not but Go for it, it. The Beatles just had, I don't know, just something. You know, just it's very simplistic music, and it just it was very catchy, and everybody loved it. But anyway, I didn't get back into them till like last year or the year before, when I started listening to all these conspiracy things about like what was going on with the Beatles with the whole um, Paul is dead thing, and then. <laughs> 
just even just like the John Lennon stuff. It's just I, I was interested in more of the conspiracy <laughs> stuff. It was just it's cool. I don't know. Have you had have ever heard of some of the conspiracy things? What's so fucking funny? Sorry, the the Paul McCartney's dead conspiracy is some of the dumbest shit I've ever heard. I love it's, that. No, it's very interesting. The whole <laughs> no, Billy it Shears is thing. It's just so ridiculous. I love it. It is ridiculous. But to think that they would even think of doing something like that at that <laughs> age, at, at their age at that time, even in, in that period of time, too. Like Bands didn't really do that kind of shit back then. You know? Oh. No. I, I always found the most interesting <laughs> thing to be such that John Lennon is remembered such as this legendary bastion of peace, but... Outside of his public image and his personal life, in reality, he was really a terrible person. Right. But, uh, what were you going to say, Saxon? George was the real best. Yes. Well, now I got two things to say, and directly to you, Dragon. Uh, the first one was a real metalhead is open minded to fucking silly things such as conspiracies. And I don't think uh, Nate's generation understands that. He he's just all about fucking, you know, bullshit fucking music. He doesn't care about social acumen whatsoever. And the second thing is, is what you just said about John Lennon being an asshole in real life. Who cares? He fucking. Can you name another person in the seventies that did more for social consciousness than fucking John Lennon? Bob no. Miller. Yeah, I can't either. And fucking, um, you know, I I hold John Lennon in high esteem simply because of his social consciousness. Who gives a fuck if uh, Julian Lennon didn't have a dad those whole all those years, you know? And that Yoko Ono held his dick in fucking hostage. You know, that's that's besides the point. That's just men being men. He actually did something for culture and uh, ripping on him for his personal life is is taken away from what he actually did I just found it interesting how do you feel I about mean, yourself now Nate? I mean it's not like the dichotomy of Bill Cosby John oh, was an- an- another thing another thing that, well the, really, the wife beater and the Julian Lennon thing is just the tip of the iceberg. He was just an asshole in general, kind of. But, oh, yeah, but that's but, all the but, um, except for I, George. I, 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 yeah, another thing I was going to say is that I always thought it was neat, too, is the Stones were definitely always the dirtier and all that. But the Beatles are actually the poor street kids from Birmingham oh, yeah. neighborhoods where the Stones were rich, white, middle-class kids. Not rich. Which means well, and Stones way more, afford music and way more fucking children. talented. Don't don't forget about the point that they were more way more talented than the Beatles were. Oh yeah, I find way that debatable. Yeah, dude, it's like comparing Iggy Pop to the Motor City Five. That's actually a fucking good way to put it. I, that's that's <laughs> Motor City Five are cool, but they're not Iggy Pop. No, yeah. they weren't the Stooges, man. No, they're definitely. No, but the Stooges aren't Iggy Pop either. The Stooges are nothing without Iggy. It's just you can't. 
The Stooges are a great band. Yeah, but, but the without Stooges were way more talented. Direction. The Stooges were may were way more talented than Motor City Five. Oh yeah, and or that's what I'm saying. The New York Stones Dolls, the New York Dolls were, were way more talented than the Beatles musically. Oh yeah, yeah, no. and the Who were way more talented than the Stones. And I'm really glad that Les Claypool didn't get the fucking bass gig in Metallica. Yes, yeah, me too. It would not have worked. <laughs> no, because they would have made they would have because they would have made like good Saint Anger albums. They would have just made that for the rest of their career had Les Claypool gotten into Metallica. I, I don't know what the that hell would have happened. That was just that was just to fuck with you, Nate. Sorry. Like, well, I was like. If that happened, imagine like load but good. That's what Metallica would have turned into. I really want to do a Metallica show one day. I think we should do like a Metallica month. I could do that. Yeah. I don't want to torture Greg though. No, I want to torture Greg. (laughs) Um, really, honestly, uh, I only want to be involved with it up to ride the lightning because I really don't have anything to say after that. <laughs> oh, I don't be, want to listen to kind of pointless. Well, I could talk about the couple songs I like off of that record, but um, I mean, it'd be kind of pointless to have me on for anything after Master Puppets. I mean, you could do it, Nate. Although it would be interesting to hear your thoughts on the, on the other Metallica albums after you listen to them again, Greg. Oh, I just want to do classic Metallica. No, I want to do them all. Oh, I don't want to do all of them. What's we the can do them all. I'm going to piss you guys off a lot, but I don't want to talk about all of them either. Oh, oh. I, well, I, I don't want to. I don't want to drag it out one episode, one one album an episode. I want to. I don't want to drag it out like that. They're my favorite band. I don't want to talk about the bad shit they did. I do because hey, there's some bad hey, shit that I like. What? Hey, Nooner. Um, so I was told to. Yes, I'm getting to that. I was getting to that right now. Hold on a minute. All right. We're going to go to our top six least favorite albums by our favorite bands. But before we do that. Didn't we already do that? Motherfucker. Yes. Like four weeks ago. Yeah. I'm editing this show. I'm going to let people go behind the scenes. Sometimes we record our shows like way far in advance. Yeah, that's how and I we, forget about it. And we All right, just intro. start over, do the intro, and let him do his work. Come on. <laughs> Uncle Saxon. Sure everybody. Yeah. Uncle Saxon, I since we... do a lot of shitty fucking albums today, man. I, you did. Uh, and since you didn't come on the original uh, Top 6 show, I figured let you tell us what your Top 6 least favorite albums from your favorite bands would be. Are we starting now? Yes. Do you want to do an intro? No. Go. No, you're going to do it, and then it's going to lead into our top 666. That's right. Oh, I'm not editing any of nice. So, um, apparently, I was, uh, uh, I was notified to uh, find six albums from bands I love that I do not like. And... Um, I came up with more than six, but I'm going to just give you the top six that are on the piece of paper I wrote down on here. Good so, idea. hold on. It's okay if this shows two hours. That's fine. Just right, like the I'm last not... time. 
My first one, and one that I'm pretty sure could be universally agreed with, is Dangerous Toys, the artist formerly known as Dangerous Toys. That album tried, I couldn't get past the first fucking three measures of that album today. I just couldn't do it. I had to fucking stop because I got nauseous. I got I got this shit going on in my belly. In my Dude, belly. You don't have to show us. And it was uh it wasn't good. Uh my second I, one that, is I band hate that, that, that band sucks by the way. And I tried to give that band a chance because of you at one point I've mentioned that band numerous times. And I don't like them. Okay, well, they had four albums, and three of them are fucking masterpieces, and uh, fuck you. So my <laughs> second one is uh, Van Halen 3. Uh, Gary oh, Sharon. shut your mouth. I'm a huge Gary Sharon fan. Yeah. I love, love, love the first two Extreme albums. They were part of my part of my youth, part of my fucking thrashing around in the basement in 1989. Part of my fucking starting bunny rabbits on fire, but that's a that's a whole other story. Hate, hate, hate this fucking album. And as you can see, well, I don't know if you can see it or not. Um, tattoo of Gary Sharon. Yeah, my tattoo <laughs> of Gary fucking Sharon. And I'm not sure I'm even supposed to fucking show that. I'm gonna fuck you, man. Fuck everyone. I'm gonna show everyone. <laughs> Van Halen tattoo. You gotta go the other way. Nobody can see that. Keep going. Nope. The other way. There you go. Over here? Yes. Right there. Van Halen tattoo. It's what you think is a Van Halen tattoo, but uh, the truth will soon come out. Uh, My third one is uh, Forbidden Green. And I YouTube this and I was listening to it, and I'm like, yeah, this sucks. And then I listened to uh, Forbidden Distortion, and I said, yeah, this sucks equally as bad. So I'm going to put number three as 3.A and 3.B. Forbidden Green and Forbidden fucking Distortion both suck ass. Yes, they, they And did we not, talked about uh... Forbidden Twisted and Deformed, the, the album that came up before these two. As being the most brilliant fucking thrash album of all time. Well, one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so number four. Um, I thought L.A. Guns Shrinking Violet was uh, like a total fucking horror show. And then I listened to it. I'm like, this isn't, this isn't as horrible as I thought it was. What album was I thinking of? And then I listened to L.A. Guns American Hardcore. And I go, okay, now I remember. <laughs> it wasn't Shrinking Violet. It was fucking L.A. Guns American Hardcore. What a horseshit fucking album that is. Just, if you ever see it, um, you know, start it on fire. Wherever you are, you know, just fucking bring some lighter fluid and start the whole fucking bin on fire. Seriously. What a horseshit fucking album. Uh, my next one is Ronnie Latifro. He was the guitarist for TNT, is the guitarist for TNT, is the mastermind behind TNT, and uh, one of my all-time guitar heroes. Um, He put out three albums 
um, between 95 and 2005. And, you know, if you're a fanboy of any band, um, you're going to buy everything that any of those members ever touch. So Tony Harnell, Vagabond, you know, fucking um, everything that was TNT related, I had to fucking pick up. Ronnie Latikro's solo albums are boring as shit. Instrumental, uh, just noodling. It's, you know, everyone that has ever seen me knows how much I hate fucking Alex Skolnick. Well, Ronnie Latikro is just one step below my hatred for fucking Alex Skolnick. He put out some albums that were just God the fuck awful, man. Just unlistenable. But I love him. I love him to this day. And I, I please bring back Tony Hernell. Uh, my next one is uh, one that's going to come out of left field. Um, do you remember a movie called The Fifth Element? Anyone? Anyone? Yeah. yeah. Bruce Willis. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You remember the orange-haired girl? Her her name was something, but yeah, that was Mila Jovovich. Uh-huh. Mila Jovovich put out one of the most outstanding fucking albums ever recorded in 1994. After she was in um, Dazed and uh, Confused. Dazed and Confused. Thank you. Yes. Actually, she uh, that song she sang was uh, uh, the first. The alien song. Uh, the alien song, exactly. <laughs> wow. Dragon, I'm really fucking impressed. It really oh, has no life. It? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good record. Uh, What's I laughing about? Am I missing something? No. <laughs> it's a good record. Just, I mean, it's, just it's obscure, there, like... but... <laughs> it all makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> Check out my Diamond Head album. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that far yet, but let me sleep by then. Continue, Saxon. Oh shit! Mila uh, uh, now I'm with the People Tree, and it was called the People Tree Sections, and. It sucked ass. So that's my sixth one. I hate it and uh, can't listen to it. So those are my six. Interesting. That's a very cool interesting beans. top six. Mm-hmm. Every band on that list sucks, except for Forbidden. I, don't know. I, I actually, actually, I actually like Green. I thought Green was my I, first. Uh, forbidden album. So really? Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I'm I'm wrong. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. My first. I was forbidden... gonna, I thought I told you to go listen to Twisted and Deformed, like specifically. No, I, yeah, I, I did listen to those first, but I forget, I meant it's my first CD that I bought of Forbidden. because ah, okay. when I heard when I heard Forbidden for the first time, it was uh, either the first or second album. I can't remember which one it was, but for me, it was Forbidden Evil. Yeah, my yeah, friend that's used to. The one uh, I had first. My friend used to copy me his brother's cassettes, so he copied me those. So I, you know, I never really had the originals. Okay. But, uh, yeah. 
That, that was awesome stuff. Yeah, green's green's weird. I mean, it doesn't sound like they're all this stuff at all. Even um, what the distortion is kind of weird too. It, it sounds more yeah. like Pantera type stuff. Yeah, which yeah. The distortion sucks. It's Feed not the forbid people. It's not awesome. twisted in the form. And Omega Wave wasn't. Uh, they kind of came back, but uh, you know, it, it was too little and way, way, way too fucking late. Yeah, yeah Mega Wave's like half good, but their heart's not in it. Just oh, kind of yeah. doesn't sound and right. Russ Anderson, yeah. when I saw Russ Anderson and MOD play at Fourth uh, Street Station, um, Russ Anderson was just big and bloated and um, didn't even appear to want to be there, man. Didn't he just go with the... He just got sober, I think, yeah. That bummed me the fuck out, man. It really did. Yeah, it's a shame. He's he's a great vocalist, but uh, just another one that Uh, just has problems. Like, the fucking... I can't can't tell you what Twisted into form is to true thrashers. Twisted into form is... A master fucking piece, yeah. and uh, Russ Anderson, my God, he was awesome. He at was, that time. oh he yeah, was fucking legendary man. Yeah. It just all fucking went to shit. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't even know what the fuck they were thinking after that album. That's no probably idea. like my third favorite thrash album in nineteen ninety. We need to do those albums on an episode, but until then. Please enjoy our top six, 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 least favorite albums from our favorite bands. And we will see you guys next time on Rat Salad Review. On Rat Salad Review. What are we doing this week, Nate? Oh, no, actually, this is Greg's Greg's thing this week. Yeah. Uh, We are doing... The top six six albums that we hate from bands that we love. That's right. Which I came up with this, and it uh, it turned out to be much harder than I initially thought because you know bands that I say I love generally, yeah, I find something I like from almost every album. So this took a while, and I really had to dig for some of it. Yeah, it, it was me very too. Hard to do. Like, I had to really stretch for the sixth one. Really? Yeah. I think I did fairly well. Like, it's an awful album, but I know Green Day is, like, awful now. Right. So I'm not expecting much. But uh, when I was just getting, because I I took out the CD so I could show them. But um, when I was going through them, I I put them in order of, like, if I don't like any songs, like, that's, that's number one. You know, number six, if there's like maybe one or two songs I like on there, you know, I did that kind of a thing. Because there's always going to be a song or two that you're going to like on a bad album. You know, it's it might be bad, but it's got to yeah, be you know, maybe something. I always do a shitload of different obscure reasons. So right, right. Uh, there, there's a couple of these and I didn't do them in the same ranking you did, Wayne. But I should have thinking about it. I just kind of wrote them down as I thought of them. But right. There's a couple on here where I do hate every song. <laughs> yeah, of course. I did. Of course. There's, there's always those few. But th- that's very few. You know, there's, like I said, there's always one or two songs that you like on the albums. But what are you going to do? Who wants to go first? We're going to start with number six. We're going to go backwards. 
wants to go first? Well, since I already revealed my number six, my number six pick is the newest Green Day album, Father of All Motherfuckers. Because every song on it is pretty much awful. Really? I hate every song on it. <laughs> but then again, I don't expect much of Green Day nowadays. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I haven't listened to a Green Day album since... I love I their classic stuff. I really do. I used to. I used to be a big Green Day fan. It wasn't very long, though. What was after Dookie? What was that that album? I don't know. I've always thought they've been terrible. I can't remember. So. Well, anyway, after that, I just no, I gave that up was, on that's I just... me with Blink-182. Yeah. Actually, um, you know who produced that album? And I don't yeah. know how he's... Re- I don't know how if he was related to him, but uh, the vocalist from Sabotage, he's hmm. either related to him somehow or something. He was uh, he did a face. He, yes, Butch Walker. Yep. Interesting. Weird. Somehow I believe. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But uh, he was doing a Facebook Live the other day, and he mentioned that, and uh, I thought that was kind of cool. And I thought maybe the album would sound good because Butch Walker's a pretty good uh, producer, right? It's well produced. It's just the songs are gay. Nothing. That's my only problem, is the songs are awful. Mm. Why is it awful? Like, is it like pop stuff now, or is it yep. like... Mm. It's not even rock. Really? Right. It's like well, the modern I... Panic at the Disco stuff. Like, they've just abandoned all rock for more of an Imagine Dragon sound. Wow. Hmm. Awful. That sucks for Green Day. But, you know, what are you going to do? They've done punk for so long, you got to do something new. But going that, that ex- You do it. Oh, you can do it. GBH. <laughs> If you could do it, uh, good. Yeah, but Green Day is not even close to GBH as far as I'm concerned. Oh, no, neither Gr- Green Day has so always either. been awful. Just another pop-punk band. <laughs> I just, the, my favorite thing about Green Day is how many people they get into actual punk. Mm. I can do without them now. I know yeah. everyone I know who likes classic punk used to listen to Green Day, at least. I know somebody... Uh, he's a friend of my brother who listens to nothing but Green Day. Oh God, nothing but Green Day. No, nothing I can but never Green do Day. that. <laughs> like what the fuck? Impossible. Probably still fucking licking nine volt batteries well into his forties too. Uh... Him, he might be. Yes, he's a very strange guy. Very <laughs> nice guy, but he's very strange. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff, you, you're strange, right? You know that. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. No, if you want, if you like Green Day out there, and you want a better band than Green Day to listen to, listen to Descendants. All right, we'll do. Yeah, that. Descendants are good. Uh huh. I really Great. liked them. Milo Great. goes to college. Yes, I like Which pretty is... much every, almost every album they've done. I never heard them. What's your number six, Greg? My number six is an album that I really can't stand, though parts of it are catchy. Fast Ways on Target. And this is is an album that even Fast Eddie himself disowned. Basically, this guy, this songwriter, Lee Hart, came in while Eddie was in rehab, got together with the record label, and wrote all his own songs, and they put it out as a Fastway album. Eddie plays guitar parts on the record, but that's about it. 
he didn't even hear it when it was finished until it actually came out in stores. And he can't stand it. It's just this ugly keyboard saturated glam mess. Grody. Yeah. I thought Fastway was Eddie Clark's band. It is, but you know, he was under contract and the record eighties record went, company bullshit. Yeah. GWR Records went ahead and hired on Lee Hart and did it without him, basically, but they had him do guitar parts, so he still technically played on it. And they did the same thing to him on the next one, Bad Bad Girls, and it was really just because he was sick, he didn't have much of a say in any of it. And that's why they will never be brought back into print. What's the one behind you? That is their second album, All Fired Up, which is excellent. And this still has Dave King on vocals and Jerry Shirley on drums. Interesting. Still, the only fast way I've heard is that one that we uh, reviewed. Yeah, and and that was their first one, which I also love and you don't like, so. One or two songs good on there. It's an alright song. It's an alright album. They're not right terrible. Love that. It's not album. Motorhead. No, not at all. No, it's not. But I love Fastway. My number six, Crimson Glory, Strange and Beautiful. <laughs> or any fans of uh, Crimson Glory at all. I like their self-titled a lot, and I've heard a couple of the other ones, but I don't think I've ever heard this one. Oh, my God. The self-titled is awesome, and the uh, Transcendence is awesome. They're like power metal, but uh, like a progressive, almost like Queensryche, like the first two Queensryche albums. They like, yeah. They kind of sounded like they reminded me of. Uh, this album, they went and did like some alternative like grunge-type thing it's like tribal drums and songs it's just made absolutely no sense whatsoever they completely mm. just rewrote everything that they they were doing like with those first two albums they just forgot them and it just did something different it just made no sense whatsoever even the band even like when the band like when they first came out they wore these masks on like half of their faces and stuff like that and now and then they went to this <laughs> yeah like, you know, wearing their, you know, no shirts underneath and wearing, you know, thing on the other. It's just... Uh... look like typo negative. Well, and... Yeah, like, that's... you know, that's... Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, that's how the Fastway looked on this one, too. I don't have a picture of it, because I'll never own it again, but... Yeah. <laughs> this is such a shame. I mean, 1991 this came out, so, I mean, that was the time where, you know, obviously, music was fucking, you know, all the metal bands didn't know what to do, so, obviously, that's what happened to them. And that was basically yeah. the end of their career. That that killed them. So they, they were done with that album. Otherwise, they, they could have been probably bigger than Queensryche, I think. If they would have came out with a, a third album with the style beforehand, they would have been, you know, really good. I don't know if I'd say bigger than Queensryche, but Queensryche they'd probably had a big still head be going on and respected. I still think they could have beat Queensryche. 
We'll never know. Queen's Wright got really uh, fucking boring. I don't know. The first one's really good, but I don't know that I quite hear the creativity in Crimson Glory that I do Queen's Wright to say that they would have surpassed them. I don't know. I'm not a huge Queen's fan either. I love Queen's I love both. Yeah, I love the first four. We'll never know now. Midnight uh, passed away years ago. And then uh, Crimson Glory tried to get back together. They actually had the the uh, new vocalist for for uh, Queensrÿche, and then really? that fell through. Yeah, oh. that fell through, and then then he ended up joining uh, Queensrÿche. So that's the end of that. Nate, number five, Rockarola. This album is How? so lame. No. <laughs> this one you're totally wrong on. <laughs> yeah, I, I highly disagree. It's meant for the previous singer. It's I not a real Judas Priest album. It's boring 70s schlock. I'm totally disagreeing with that. Yeah. I can it's see definitely what you're saying. 70s blues rock, but I like All it. Right. It's not even good blues rock, though. It is. It, uh, even just like the sound of this album, it's like a very uh, bass-heavy album, I think. It's just, yeah, uh, it like is. I was going through some of the songs before because, you know, you said you hated this album, and I was just going through it, and I'm like, there's no way, like, there's any bad songs there's in here. No you got Rock and Rolla. Qu- there's no good twin guitar work. No, Rock and Rolla is, there... is lame. Rock and Rolla is a really cool oh song. Oh my god, I like how that, I love how it starts off. I like that song. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. And it never satisfied? That's like a huge Judas Priest song. Yeah, never awesome satisfied is probably the best song. Never record. satisfied is the only passable song on the album, I'd say. I disagree. Like I said, I like this one better than Sin After Sin, even. Yeah, definitely. It's even produced better than Sin After Sin. Huh. You know? Sin After Sin sounds like very thin. It's just very, I don't know, there's something about that album I just don't like. There's maybe two songs on that album I like. Yeah, I, I think I Roger sound. Glover did an okay job, but um, they, they they went with the wrong sound for a lot of those tracks, too. It's a little yeah. too uh, disco-y beat. Right. right. But, you know, they, I, don't I don't know. Sense. I think this album is schlock. It's not their you best, are... but I like it. Yeah. It's I a pretty good been. record. It's a fun record. Well, it's it not their is. worst. Their worst is the one you picked, Greg, but... Oh, we'll without a doubt, yeah. We'll get oh, yeah. to that, though. Yeah. But I put this as second worst. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, I'm disagreeing on that, and so is Greg. But we'll yeah, let you have I it. disagree. <laughs> I, I get what he's saying, but I, I have to disagree right. with that. I it's hate the... that kind of stuff, though, so that's why I, I can I get it. It's, more. it's It just sounds like that time period. I, I get it, because there's stuff from that time period that I don't You know, like. if he was more in a thin Lizzie, he'd probably like it more. That's probably true. Yeah. It sounds and like something become... Ron Burgundy would listen to. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can move your camera, because you're going to be blocked by the... Uh, Wouldn't you rather look thing. at my sweet Sabbath poster? Probably. Yeah. Uh, Greg, I mean? number five. He abuses me. Number five. A, beat him up for uh... me, Greg. <laughs> Perhaps, <laughs> but uh, he's an old man. You can get him. 
Craig's not that much younger than me, so please. We'll beat each other with walkers. Yeah, but retarded <laughs> Thunder like shuffleboard. <laughs> hey, with the way things are going, my time might be limited, so please, let's hurry up here. Okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> they locked up the senior home yet. And, uh, you know, no. this is one where I expected to like at least something from it, but I was very disappointed because with a lot of classic bands that make newer albums, there's stuff I don't care for, and there's stuff I love, it seems to be. They're all kind of right in between. Nothing's been awesome yet except for like possessed and angel witch but anyway black sabbath 13 the voice is It's not the same without Bill Ward with this album. That it's not the same without Bill Ward. However, the the lack of creativity on this album is just beneath Sabbath. You know, Rick Rubin took him. Oh, hey, listen to your first six albums, and we're gonna have a song that sounds like this and that and blah blah blah. No, fuck that. Go in there and be Black Sabbath, you know, even on Forbidden, which I would call their second weakest album after this. They still managed to pull something out cool by jamming in the studio. But this album isn't that great either. Stop talking over him. (laughs) Let him finish. No, it isn't. But it still has its good points. But this record is just them trying to regurgitate some of their best moments now and it just doesn't work it sounds patchwork it sounds contrived and it's just horrible i can't believe it's a black i wouldn't allow this record in my house and i love black sabbath (laughs) i don't hate it as much as you do but yeah that's not a great album it's garbage and that's what i think ozzy's under the graveyard song off the new album sounds like Oh, it's not anywhere near as bad as Ozzy's new No, album, but I feel like but, it's yeah. like leftover material from 13. No, I don't think so. Under the graveyard, Maybe. just that song. It's possible. Because it sounds like something off of Volume 4. Yeah, I could see that. I've only listened to 13 once. I mean, I wasn't blown away with it from the first listen, so I really never went back and listened to it again. So. Yeah, I didn't yeah, hate you it as much need as you do. What was this? The single Heaven that was and on Hell that was a great album, though. What was? Do you uh, remember what the Heaven first song Hell was? First album. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The Devil You Know that was great. The Devil You Know. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But do you remember what was the single up at thirteen? Do you remember? No. No, I don't. Honestly. Yeah. I guess it doesn't matter. Shit, no, yeah, I, I really don't. I'd have to look up the track listing, but uh, what what a shame! But. My second biggest disappointment to one that's further up my list on listening to a new album by a band I love. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Uh, what are we up to? Five, right? Yeah. My number five. Super, as I like to call it, Super Colander. Well, Not Collider. Megadeth's best, or worst album. Worst album.
used to say Risk was the worst album. Yeah. No, this one. Risk is slightly. lame too. I don't R- like Risk, but this one is way worse. Right. Yeah, Risk, Risk has made some my songs, Risk made my dishonorable mentions because of the disappointment I had in it because of that period in time. However, is so su- much better. Super Collider is far and ahead the worst album Megadeth has ever done. <laughs> So terrible. The only thing cool about it was this little thing that you got extra. <laughs> the fucking Scholastic Book flashcard thing you get <laughs> yeah. with it is the coolest exactly. thing about the record. <laughs> yeah, and this is one of the worst Vic, uh, Vicks oh. ever. Oh, terrible. yes. Terrible. Complete shit. Yeah. There, there's, there's, what's Kingmaker? I think it was the only song that was somewhat decent on this whole thing. Just, you know, it's, it's like, decent in the terms of yeah. that album, but it's really still a bad Megadeth song. I mean, right? right. I love Megadeth, and I would consider Mustaine a hero, but and I never thought I'd I be able to say it about him. But that album is just horrible. It's just total garbage. Just, just, I mean, no, even his no, guitar uh, tone sounds like shit on that right. record. The whole thing, right? What the so fuck bad. is up with that? Yeah, and even there's no. I don't even think there's any double bass things on here. There's no thrashy songs in here at all. It's no, just, no. Even, this is basically even, the black album. I think, even really. sin after sin. No, the black bass album has on dissident on aggressor it. and made that awesome. ever. But right. super collider doesn't have anything redeeming. Nothing. This black like album is still heavy, Wade. Like no, I, I love the black yeah. album. I, I have nothing wrong yeah. with that. Nothing bad to say about the black album. Uh, and I'm not getting into that tonight, but. Uh, oh, and actually, I, I do remember uh, they do do one cool song on here, and, and it's a cover song of uh, "Cold Sweat" by Thin Lizzy. Oh yeah, that was cool. I forgot that was on that album. I, I, I almost did too. But that, I've listened. Uh, I've listened to it twice, and yeah. <laughs> that's. Been I, I don't it. even. I don't think I've made it through the whole album. To be honest with you, I, I think I listened to Kingmaker, listened to a few more songs, and then I saw "Cold Sweat" was on there, and I checked that out, and I think that was it. <laughs> I could not listen to the rest of this. <laughs> That's how bad that was. Nate, number four. Newest full-length album by Black Veil Brides. Veil or Valet or whatever the fuck it's called. After releasing their fourth album, which was their self-titled, which is their heaviest album, with some even, like, thrash songs on there, mm-hmm. I was expecting another one of that. Yeah. Instead, they released this metalcore, poppy-ass piece of shit. <laughs> and they didn't even bring the cool glam thing back. They just stapled a bunch of fucking rhinestones to their leather jackets, so they look fucking gay. <laughs> that's not cool. Glam is okay. That's not rhinestones are never cool. Ever. Sure that, uh, they, did they bedazzle their leather jackets? Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> it was awful. Bedazzled. <laughs> and they had two fucking good songs on there. My yeah. vow and the outsider were the two first singles that came off there, and they're the heaviest tracks on the album, which gave me a total false impression. Of whatever the rest of the fucking album is. Yeah. It's just all metalcore ballad shit. 
and I hate it. Well, I will find out soon because I really never uh, listened to them. I, like I, me and Nate were talking about this last night, and um, I from their image and and the way the album covers are and stuff like that, I, I thought they were an emo band. So yeah, I, mean, I thought that when I heard the name, and I've never bothered right. with them. Me yeah. neither. And then I just I said, let me put on one of the songs, one of the newer songs, and it was awesome. I was like, holy shit, it's it's like a glam metal. Yeah, totally, fucking the music is totally sounds different. Sounds like Painkiller era priest, especially the drummer. Yeah, the drummer sounds a lot like um Scott. What's his name? Scott Travis. Travis. You might like it, uh, uh, Greg. Just check out the song "Vengeance." So I heard okay. that song, and I, and I was the, like, "Oh, the shit, chorus on that song was very Def Leppardy, though." Right, it is a little Def Leppardy, but it's cool. I like that shit. So I, interesting. It so I went on Amazon last night and bought all the albums. <laughs> they were like three dollars a piece, so I, I yeah, you buy, buy them all. First yeah, album like... <laughs> came out during the fucking loudness war in production, so expect oh, so production. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's all right. That's all right. I have a really, really bad uh, album coming up with really terrible production. Oh no, uh, Greg, you're number four. Ah, one of my most hated, Vangina. Oh God! <laughs> Are you crazy? Yeah, because oh you God. took. Because fucking Rock's chosen warrior took his own hand and ripped his own balls off to make fucking pop rock for yuppie soccer moms to listen to while they buy fucking cantaloupes. This record sucks dog dick. (laughs) Sammy Hagar ruined Van Halen. Sammy Hagar killed Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen ruined Eddie, ruined Van Halen with his love of fucking poppiness and keyboards because he didn't do it in the right fucking way. But yeah. Mr. Middle of the Road, non threatening Sammy Hagar did not. Fucking help. Yacht Rock, Doobie Brothers looking ass. Oh, God. I, I love 5150. <laughs> yeah, well, have fun fuck, being it's wrong. awful. 5150. It's worse sucks. than Van Halen 3. And if it's worse than Van Halen 3, it fucking sucks. Yeah, I agree with that, actually. <laughs> It is worse than Van Halen 3. And Van Halen 3, the cover of the album, makes me feel, is like indicative of how I feel when I'm listening to it. I feel like I'm getting shot with a fucking cannon. It's fucking terrible. I I, I like actually some songs off of 3. I hope you like... The first one is awesome, come on. I hope someone you love is sad for some reason and you have to deal with that. But yeah, I mean, fifty-one fifty. Uh, when you, for example, when you hear the song "Why Can't This Be Good," you just imagine that Earth crushing you from having to hear this song. It's why can't this be love? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but I like why that song. Why can't this be? Why can't why this can't be rock? This, yeah. Dreams. Why can't this awesome be? Song? Ain't talking about it. dreams is garbage. Dreams why is. <laughs> why can't this be Van Halen? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> That's what they should have titled. <laughs> right. Best of both worlds. Come on, man. Yeah, which it was clearly not a smidgen of either. 
there isn't any best to pick up the world of Sammy Hagar. No. I mean, hey, some of this stuff is okay, 80s pop songs. But even then, for having Eddie Van Halen in your band, right. there should be something at least standard definitive. Sam- yeah, there should be something definitive sounding about this. Not just it could be any 80s radio song. If I mean, Stryker granted, you know. This, I, I could live with that. <laughs> yeah. Good Striper album. Striper sucks. Striper does if, suck, and so does this album. No, but wrong. I would expect suck from Striper. I can understand why people hate it, though, because, you know, David Lee Roth was the man, you know, yes, basically. David Lee Roth is and pretty much to, Van Halen. To go to Sammy Hagar, you know, it's it's, it's strange, but they they lasted so long with Sammy Hagar, so it couldn't have been that terrible. Sammy I mean, Hagar there was... is the original Fat Vince Neal. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Sammy Hagar is the Jimmy Buffett of fucking hard <laughs> rock, which would probably make him but I like happier hell, but it's not a compliment. I like Margaritaville, though. I can't name a Sammy Hagar song I like. Oh, you just know you can't drive 55. Yeah, that's right. Because yeah. it only goes 38. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, oh, really? Comic book guy <laughs> reference? Neither yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta do the voice more though. Dude, he goes 38. <laughs> worst episode, worst Van Halen album ever. Yes. <laughs> no, both wrong. Yeah. I mean, honestly, on, well, oh, you should feel bad for like this album. Too. Oh, yes, that but, one was uh, worse. Yes. But by the time they got to Foreign Lawful Carnal Knowledge, he actually started doing interesting things again with his right. songwriting. But 5150 yeah. is the absolute nadir of Eddie Van Halen's creativity. Right, because David Lee Roth could make pop work, because yeah. David Lee Roth is inherently interesting. Mm-hmm. He's got the charisma. Uh, right. Sammy Hagar is just the sideman, basically. Mm-hmm. And granted, that's what Eddie needed to flourish and make wrong decisions. But mm-hmm. <laughs> except now, David Lee Roth is uh, god awful. <laughs> You've seen the Vegas yeah, but he's right? old. I get it. I, I saw I know, him I live. I saw him live, and I enjoyed it. And he still made the show a lot of fun. Were you at the so, Kiss show? Uh, what? Were you at the Kiss show or no? I saw Van. Ha- I saw Van Halen in 2015 with David oh, Lee Roth. Okay, what the hell number? Was I it? had to. It was fucking DLR, man. No, number four. Yeah, but anyway, don't waste your time with 5150. Van Hagar was horrible. Don't waste no your time with this album or any album Van Halen made after it. That's not true, except for a different kind of truth. Check out fifty one fifty, and check out on on uh, for unlawful carnal knowledge, and if you don't like those songs, check out um, humans being. That's what really got me into Van Halen. That's a fucking awesome song. Don't deny it. Number four, Morgana Lefe, the same titled album, Morgana Lefe. <laughs> This band was good at one point, but then they broke up. Record label make them, made them break up. 
took a bunch of members from uh, the original band and had to make uh, a separate album, and they had to use the same name. Uh, what they the came fuck? Out with, came out with this piece of shit. Yeah, the, the band split, right? So some members went to this band, and some members went to uh, another band, and they just named it Leafay. So the band <laughs> Leafay... It's like Black Flag and Flag. Yeah, it was some stupid thing with the... Exactly. It's some stupid Black thing with flag the... Black Flag hopens to open for Flag this year, though. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Leafay ended up being the real Morgan Leafay, and this band was just like a, a terrible, like, you know, just a made-up band. It was, it was awful, awful. Um, sounded absolutely nothing like the original band. Um, when was this released? 1999. So again, it's just like a terrible, just a terrible mm. album. It's it's not even alternative. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's like it's metal, but it's just terrible metal, uh, almost industrial sounding, I guess, in a bit. Oh, like okay. Orgy? No, no, not as. Yeah, it's probably worse. Orgy is kind of bad. I, I can't even really like, describe this. I just, just like that cover of Blue Monday. It just has like program drums from like you know when 1999 it does oh, program God, drum sound, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just yeah, it's, it's total garbage. And I only bought the CD because I thought it was a new album by them, and, and no, so it was just really bad, stupid album cover and everything. So if anybody likes Morgan Leafay and wants to buy that album, don't buy it. But buy the Leafay albums. Hmm. Interesting. What? <laughs>